Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. idea that, while widely believed, is false. In a deeper sense, in the religious sense, a myth serves as an orienting and mobilizing story for a people. The focus is not on the story's relation to reality, but on its function. A story cannot function unless it is believed to be true in the community or the nation. It is not a matter of debate if some people have the bad taste to raise the question of the truth of the sacred story the keepers of the faith do not enter into debate with them they ignore them or denounce them as blasphemers it is wrong blasphemous and sinful for you to suggest imply or help other people come to the conclusion that the u.s government killed three thousand of its own citizens
off when you see the old demolition of these old buildings. It looks like one of those scenes of an old building being purposely dynamited and blown up. Anybody who's ever watched a building being demolished on purpose knows that if you're going to do this, you have to get at the under-infrastructure of a building and bring it down. The way the structure is collapsing, this was the result of something that was planned. It's not accidental that the first tower just happened to collapse and then the second tower just happened to collapse in exactly the same way. How they accomplished this, we don't know. The building collapsed to dust. You don't find a desk. You don't find a chair. You don't find a telephone, a computer. The biggest piece of a telephone I found was half of the keypad, and it was about this big. What happened to the concrete? The concrete was pulverized from river to river. There was dust powder, two, three inches thick. The concrete was just uh, pulverized. In addition to those pictures, we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down. I heard a second explosion. There was a uh, heavy-duty explosion. Then there was secondary explosions and then the subsequent collapses. The explosion blew and it knocked everybody over. To me it sounded like an explosion. It sounded like gunfire. Bang, 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 bang. And then all of a sudden, three big explosions. And we heard a big explosion coming down. And then the entire top of the building just blew up. We saw some kind of explosion. By the force of the explosions. Big explosion. Blew it back into the eighth floor. Then we get to the lobby. This is a big explosion. The lobby looked as though a bomb had exploded there. A huge explosion now raining debris. It's been a huge explosion. Huge explosion that we all heard and felt. We just witnessed some kind of follow-up explosion. We heard a very loud explosion. That is another bomb going off. He thinks that there were actually devices that were planted in the building. Planted in the building. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia, and that is Jimmy Price over there. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism's infiltration into the United States of America and the global takeover by a radical and ruthless globalist elite and today just happens to be September 11th, the 22nd anniversary of uh, September 11th, 2021. And uh, Jim, Jim, what years did you go to boot camp? Probably about a decade before me, huh? 89. Uh, June 20th of 89. I went to San Antonio, Texas in June. I'm smart. <laughs> no, that's the dumbest thing ever. Anyway, so yeah, no, that was the first uh, first. Okay. Available right. Uh, I was already enlisted a year prior to going to basic training, though. I actually okay. Well, I was I was curious because I went October third, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I had signed up on September seventh. I had done all my paperwork on September seventh, two thousand one. And uh, wow. when we went in, they would play uh, um, Lee Greenwood's uh, "God Bless the USA" over and over and over and over again as they beat the piss out of us, and we made it rain within our barracks. And they asked you, "What makes the grass grow? <clears throat> Terrorist blood." And wow. that was it over and over and over. Hey, I was killing for mommy when I was in elementary school. That was a game we played because we hit our heads up our butt if we were going to have a nuclear bomb. That was our 
drill is to put your head between your legs. I never understood that yep. ever as a child. I'm looking at the adult going, what? Why are you standing there then? Um, but anyway, it was Kilikami for Mommy when we were kids. And as we got older, uh, they we had the, the, the Berlin Wall fell, but we still had the Soviet bloc and – Anyway, but then that quickly fell as well. Then we didn't we didn't have an enemy anymore. So then we had nothing right. to do. Well, you know, I find it wow. interesting that twenty two years ago today, the World Trade Center Twin Towers collapsed after two planes hit the building. A third building, WTC seven, with eighty one vertical steel columns that was not hit by a plane collapsed due to a new phenomena that NIST, the National Institutes of Standards and Technologies, has described as thermal expansion. Ooh. Oh. So NISA came out and claimed that a critical factor that led to the initiation of the collapse was thermal expansion of a long span floor systems located in the east side of the building. Um, in the photo, they show a photo. They don't show the photo, but there's uh, the study has identified thermal expansion as a new phenomenon that can cause structural collapse. For the first time, we have shown that fire can induce a progressive collapse. Right. Um, right. That's why that thermal collapse looked a lot like explosions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Behind all that now. There's no way, bro. Oh, can I give you something that will uh, create a, uh, a tie-in to a previous terrorist attack in the exact same building? Can we? Ooh, you mean in 1992? Can we go back to where they, the blind sheik, the guy with the one eye or whatever it was, he uh, blew up two vans that didn't even scratch the paint of the building? What if that was actually just the seismic test that was required to be able to set up the deck cords that would collapse the buildings perfectly into themselves? And mm. if oh, well, you couldn't tell people you were getting ready to do that, you'd had to call it a terrorist attack. You call it a terrorist well, attack. And, and, and by the way, he was hired by the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, he was a government employee. So, like, by so, the way. so for anybody out there who doesn't remember this, in 1993, the WTC terrorist attacks in 1993, 92, I think it was, 92. Yeah, uh, what happened there was this guy was hired by the FBI um, to go and try to infiltrate the World Trade Centers in a, a terrorist exercise. And then they arrested him as if he was the one that did it. This is one of the first. You know, the other ones, wow. uh, th there was another type of event like that. Do you know did what that one was? Two years no. prior to the collapse of those buildings, putting on new fireproofing coating on all steel members exposed. Didn't they just do that? Or were they going in and planting all the deck cords? And the, so it would cut like this in a pie shape to come down in on itself. Well, does anybody remember this? Are you the Oklahoma City bomber? Maybe one of the benefits of me talking to you today is that you'll see that maybe not everything is true that you've heard about me. On the morning of April 19, 1995, a decorated Gulf War combat vet blew up the federal building in Oklahoma City using a truck bomb that he didn't build and a rider truck that he didn't rent with the help of a passenger who didn't exist. Having just gotten away with the largest act of terrorism on U.S. soil to date, the Fort Bragg trained Special Forces sheep drip dropout blended in with the crowd by making his getaway in a car without a license plate and was immediately pulled over. The ATF was the supposed target of the attack, but luckily all of their agents were out of the office that morning. Later that day, the president boldly declared, We will find the people who did this. And when we do, justice will be swift, certain, and severe. Except for John Doe number two. John Doe number two. John Doe number two. Who, according to the FBI, never existed. In McVeigh's unprecedented three and a half week trial, the prosecution didn't show the CCTV footage of him and John Doe number two parking the rider truck. Didn't explain why 24 separate witnesses mass hallucinated the existence of John Doe number two didn't explain why the government was testing truck bombs and the army was storing rider trucks at Camp Gruber right before the bombing, 
and didn't talk to the FBI informants who blew the whistle on the plot. But they did collaborate with the CIA, and they did convict McVeigh as the lone wolf bomber and Terry Nichols as his bomb-constructing accomplice. Still, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists, including 300 bombing victims, insist on talking about facts and evidence and refuse to simply believe what they've been told a million times by people in tailored suits with well-coiffed hair. They quote the U.S. Army Brigadier General and the FBI Crime Lab whistleblower and the inventor of the neutron bomb who point out the physical impossibility that the Ryder truck bomb did the damage to the building, but that doesn't matter because if there were other bombs in the building that day, we would have heard about them. The second explosive was found and diffused. I think he said another bomb. The Justice Department is reporting that a second explosive device has been found. They then found a third device, which was also larger than the first. And I see another bomb truck going, so apparently they're going to try to get out that third bomb. The FBI claims to have lost the footage showing McVeigh and John Doe number 2, parking the truck in front of the Murrah building that morning, but that's understandable because the Bureau has a lot of important evidence to store. Terry Nichols insists the FBI was involved in the plot, but thankfully a judge has saved us the trouble of listening to him by preventing lawyers from deposing. <laughs> Gosh, what a sloppy mess. Well, dude, well, I now, now go to Whitmer's kidnapping, go to, um, well, these school shootings, go to January 6th. They're getting better at it, at least. Ugh. Scary stuff. I'm gonna let me send you a picture right now. I'll make sure I got. Oh yeah, here it is. I'm gonna send you a picture right now, Josh. This is the founder's wall of the 9/11. <laughs> this is the founder's wall. Uh, you want it emailed or text? Uh, email works. Okay, let me email it to you. You're so gracious to actually offer to email it. Jim, oh, right? sh- you know what? That's it. I'm I'm texting it. There it goes. It was, we're just gonna we're just gonna um we're just gonna go ahead and just yeah we're texting it now. That's that's what happens there. Um, actual size. We're going to make it the file so big your phone can't open up. So that's what we're doing here. Well, I'm not on my phone, so there's no way yeah, for me yeah, to actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he actually texted it to me. I can't believe this. Yeah, I emailed it. See, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Okay, uh, put up the founder's wall. Can you put that up for everybody? Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, no, I mean, I said now. Vince, so what is this? I've had this conversation. Now we <laughs> the Founders Wall, the Star Foundation, Bank of America, Bloomberg Philanthropies, Deutsche Bank, JP Morgan Chase, David Rockefeller, American Express, American International Group, BNY Mellon, Brookfield, Cantor, Fitzgerald, City, Con Edison, the Goldman Sachs Foundation, and Verizon. Is this WTC one? That is the that is the that's to the museum. That's the 911 Museum Founders Wall. Deutsche mm. Bank, Bloomberg. Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, American yeah, Express, yeah, yeah. Con Edison. Why is Con Edison in there, man? What are they doing? Verizon? What are you doing? The, I mean, Goldman Sachs? What are you doing in there, man? Well, l- let's discuss some important things here. So number one is the day before, right? The day before September 11th, there was an important event. Actually, uh, this is a a meme. This is Dilly's meme team, but this will kind of serve the purpose here. Donald Rumsfeld had an announcement to make on September 10th. And the fact that they can fail and die is what provides the incentive to survive. But governments can't die. This isn't a Dilly meme team one. So we need to find other incentives for bureaucracy to adapt and improve. The technology revolution has transformed organizations across the private sector. But not ours, not fully, not yet. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. 
Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible or incompatible. United 175, New York. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, two of them. Okay, so what I wanted to really show there was Donald Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld made the announcement that two point $3 trillion worth of transactions were about to be audited at the Pentagon. They're untrackable. 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 Yeah. And, and what was the, the side that the apparent plane hit on the Pentagon? That exact department. The, the audit building and all the files were destroyed. Yeah. I mean. Oh, and what was also in Hillary Clinton's file in the Oklahoma City bombing? She had a whole, there was an entire. There was an entire case built up about her in the Oklahoma City bombing. All of her evidence was held there. Mm. That's a big depository of her um, supposed life that was destroyed. And she never cries about that, does she? Wow. You know, the thing that I'm happy about is that all the finances for our country are in order now and accounted for. And we don't have to worry about anything like this ever oh, okay. happening again. <laughs> like, what are we? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so a few things that came out of this. We have the Patriot Act, right? Oh, that was that was awesome. So we have the Patriot Act, and then you have the um, the bio and chemical warfare bill that came out in 2004, which actually paved the way for, guess what? Gain-of-function research. That was because of all the anthrax stuff, or what? It was because of all the anthrax. So many people don't know that, um, what was it, a few days before September 11th, there is actually anthrax being mailed through the mail system to various different people. I do remember that. Yeah. And so the bio bioterrorism, biochemical terrorism bill act of 2004 passed that actually provided funding in 2004 uh, for incoming president Barack Obama in 2008. So it didn't happen until 2008 that provided funding for the United States of America to go in and reclaim old Soviet era bio facilities within eastern europe and that started in 2008 eastern what yeah eastern europe in the primary place that these eastern bio these bio warfare labs were at of the old soviet era were in a country called ukraine oh and so Gosh. in 2008 this bill provided the it's funding for, I mean for the u.s to go in and start taking over all these old bio warfare facilities used by people, the soviets there are people watching this show that weren't born when that was happening yeah well then it was interesting because what happened is is uh um, yankovic in ukraine won an election in 2010 and he basically said hey the minsk accords f you we're done we want to be friends with russia europe we're, we're no longer wanting to negotiate with you or trade with you and uh, there are some big problems because those 
Soviet era biolabs, which are now under U.S. control, started switching hands. And uh, you had also the nuke facilities, which were under kind of international management, start moving back into the hands of Ukraine and move into collaboration with the Russians at that time. And that was the same time that you had something going on called Uranium One, where Russia or U.S. uranium was being sold to Russia. They were distributing that to Taiwan and North, or not to Taiwan, to Iran and North Korea. And then Russia was peeling some off the top and they were making nuclear weapons in these Chernobyl and Zapotehoshia nuclear power plants underneath in the old World War II era facilities underneath that. Well, the Americans in the West didn't like that too much. So in 2014, you have the Maiden massacre. You have the coup didn't that occurs. Think. U.S. takes over and the gain of function research kicks off in 2014 when it left the United States. So it actually went to two places. You remember the movie Contact with Jodie Foster? Oh, yeah. And uh, they they build the machine to take her into space and stuff. And they're like, why build one when you can? Why build one when you can build two for the price of one? So why take gain of function research to Wuhan laboratories or Wuhan in, uh, Institute of uh, uh, Virology in China? When you can fund both of them at the same time and fund one in, um, what is it, uh, China, Zhehoshia, in Ukraine. Yeah. Hmm. In China. And Tom Rents has a document in right? August 2019. August of 2019. Tom Rents has a DOD doc from the Pentagon to one of the Ukrainian biolabs requesting information on COVID-19, which wasn't even termed until December 2019, but they have that named. Judy Mikovits wow. in 2014 mentioned COVID, that the SARS-CoV-2 virus will be used. I saw that's been a plan for a long time. I saw the I saw the email uh for the Fort Riley soldier who was receiving the experimental vaccine in 2014 the date was 2014 so they've been playing around with this and think about this fans so think about what we we're just talking about you're talking about through chernobyl uranium one all these things that we keep seeing that we think are so segmented but they're actually just a zipper line and it all stacks up evenly i mean it's it's all very predictive but we just haven't paid attention now think about that decode effect right there josh think about that effect right there it's not a, it's not a you know a cue board thing or whatever. This is literally just going down through history, going well. This happened. Oh yeah, this. Oh well, then. Oh wait, what if I plug this? Oh, that fits even better. Oh oh wait, we'll, we'll put. Oh, and you find that the story gets bigger than you realize the whole time. So now we see behind the curtain. Now what do we do? Well, you know, you know what's interesting about this is, uh, I got a buddy, and I'm going to get him on the show here. Right. I'm going to get him on a Friday show. Um, because he brings a lot of uh, a knowledge about Freemasonry that people don't realize. A lot of people think Freemasonry is the most evil thing in the world, and there are components or people within or associated with Freemasonry that potentially are evil. But Freemasonry itself is there's nothing really evil about it. But uh, his name's Modern Mystic, and I want you to listen to his take on this. This is kind of interesting because this has a lot to do with what we're talking about right now. September 11, 2001, a terrible tragedy struck the hearts of every American. Our country was gaslit into supporting a pointless war in the Middle East. But let's allow history to truly remind us who the real enemy of We the People are. On September 11, 1833, Andrew Jackson, the seventh president of the United States, took a significant step towards dismantling the second bank of the United States. 
It is important to note that his actions against the banks were not specifically tied to the date September 11th, but rather this was the day he issued his executive order to remove federal deposits from the bank. Andrew Jackson had long been a critic of the Second Bank of the United States, considering it to be a corrupt institution that held too much power over the nation's economy. He believed that the bank favored the wealthy elite and was detrimental to the interests of the common people. Jackson's opposition to the bank became a central issue during his 1832 re-election campaign. In September 1833, President Jackson ordered his Secretary of the Treasury, William J. Duane, to remove federal deposits from the Second Bank of the United States and transfer them to the various state-chartered banks. Jackson believed that by dispersing the funds across multiple banks, he would limit the bank's influence and prevent it from exerting excessive control over the nation's finances. However, William Duane refused to carry out Jackson's order as he believed it was unconstitutional and feared the economic consequences of such a move. Jackson determined to proceed replace Duane with Roger B. Taney as Secretary of the Treasury. Taney was more aligned with Jackson's views and willingly carried out the executive order. The removal of federal deposits from Second Bank of the United States caused significant disruption and controversy. It led to the financial crisis and was viewed by many as an abuse of executive power. The bank's president, Nicholas Biddle, responded by tightening credit and calling in loans, which further exasperated the economic turmoil. In response to Jackson's actions, the bank's supporters in Congress attempted to recharter the bank, but Jackson vetoed the bill. The bank continued to operate, but with diminishing influence and power. Its charter eventually expired in 1836, and it ceased to exist as a federal institution. Overall, Jackson's actions on September 11, 1833 marked a significant turning point in his fight against the Second Bank of the United States and contributed to the eventual demise of the institution. Oh yeah, and last but not least, Brother Andrew Jackson was a Freemason. God bless America, and never forget who the true enemy actually is against we the people. Samoda B. Alright, so who's the true enemy against the American people? I know this stuff, dude. Oh yeah, you know I know this stuff because you're a Freemason, right? I I was a I was a Freemason for 21 years. I have not been a part of the organizations tw since 2016, mm -hmm. but I have been to. Wait, Jim, that's a secret. You weren't supposed to tell oh, people yeah. that. Jim's evil. He's in with the devil. Yeah, well, that's that's the horn part there. <laughs> um, no, the sad part of it is, is that. Um, there was a lot of balance created there that people didn't realize, but I've been all, I went, uh, up, there's only 32 degrees of masonry, not 33. The 33rd degree is actually an honorary degree that given to old men and they give them a white hat. So they don't have to pay dues anymore. Uh, it has nothing to do with, uh, yes. Uh, Albert Pike was a 33rd degree cause he was an old man. He didn't pay dues anymore. So anyway, um, that's kind of math, right? But, uh, you know, I've been, I went all the way to the Knights Templar. And I went all the way to the 30th or second degree, which you can see in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Go to Guthrie, Oklahoma. Once a year, they put on all 32 degrees over a weekend. You can film it. You can ask questions. You can talk to the people who do the different degree work. All 32 degrees of, of Scottish Rite is open to the public, and you'll feel more patriotic and honored by your country by having seen that and participated in it than you realize. Sad part of it. Well, how about this? Nice. Maybe, maybe I'm going to see if I can get Modern Mystic to join us, but maybe we'll do a show on that Friday night. Yeah, that'd be great. No, I'll do it. And I, I don't mean to go off on it, but yeah, no, you're good. You're good on that stuff, man. It's uh sad part of it is, is I'm not a part of it anymore. And like you just said, 
there are bad people in masonry, just like there are bad people in Catholic churches that touches little boys. So let's not all go get all, you know, tribal on each other here. We got to be careful. So, but yeah. Well, and to get a 33rd degree, you have to pay the $10,000 initiation fee. <laughs> no, you do. My, my, my grandfather had to pay that $10,000 initiation fee. Um, and so he declined it. He said it was nothing but a, a bullshit club. And after that, he was a 32nd. $5 million building downtown Wichita, Scottish Rite Center. It's been there for 120 years. It was sold for $200,000 because they're so broke, they would rather go rent office space somewhere else because they can't afford their own building. So tell me how they are killing it, right? So. Well, well, how about this? In this, in this is something that I've been involved in for a long time. I'm not a Freemason. I've never been initiated into the Scottish Rite. Um, but it's something I've studied is that between 1750 and 1798, there was an expansion of various occult groups into the Freemason lodges throughout Europe and throughout the United States, which were not the United States at the time when they started through the expansion. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson actually spoke at length about this. George Washington, who the uh, Scottish Rite of, of, of Freemasonry's uh, temple in Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, is named after, who was a 33rd degree Mason, um, said that they need to stop Freemasonry in the United States from spreading because of the infiltration that was actually going on. And the infiltration, they believe, was from the Adam Weishaupt, the, uh, the Bavarian banking system and cartels and people who really are what we would consider to be dark magicians. And uh, this infiltration expanded through the uh, the early 1800s all the way up until present day. And a lot of what we just saw there with Andrew Jackson was that fight of the the good guys versus the bad guys. Now, I believe, I believe that there are there are factions fighting right now across the world. And there's been factions fighting for a long time, just like what we saw with Andrew Jackson. The, the, the bankers didn't like Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson was a Freemason. How does that work out? I thought they're all on the same team. He was even a Democrat slave owning Democrat. Okay. So you go to Abraham Lincoln, 1865. So Andrew Jackson shut down the second bank of the United States of America. Abraham Lincoln, he took out loans from the bank of England. I don't care what people say about Abraham Lincoln. He took out loans from the Bank of England and then tried to force the South to do the same thing. And the South said, no. Because why? Because they were Andrew Jackson-style Democrats in the South who said, no. We understand what the banking systems do. That's why we're here in the first place. This is why we have our own country. And Abraham Lincoln, basically you had an abandoned Congress because Congress, a Southern uh, congressmen were like, F you, we don't want anything to do with this. Right. And this caused the civil war. And who won the civil war? The North. What was established in the North? Wall Street, New York City, the banking dynasty. Hmm, interesting. What rose up out of that? A few years later, we have the 13th and 14th Amendment, the Act of 1871-1874. You had the codification of the U.S. Code, which Congress had been trying to codify for over 30 years. But they wait till three years after the Act of 1871 is enacted before they actually codify. Because the codicy as which they enacted the U.S. Code is under 
the jurisdiction of the Act of 1871 of the incorporation of the United States of America. And this allowed them to try to start their first income taxes on corporations and people. And this is where the Robert or where the railroad barons fought back against them. And I want you to see that. It was the rail the railroad magnets that built this country in the 19th century. They are the ones that pushed back against the corrupt government that was just taken over by the bankers. Think about that for a minute. So this is, if you go to like uh, the, the, the 13 Illuminati bloodlines, there's some names in there that aren't really bad names. They don't have massive occult ties, or they do have occult ties, but they're not necessarily evil. Now, there's a few people in there. You have the Roosevelt's. You have the Astors. Who were they? They were billionaires based upon the railroad. They were the ones that fought against the bankers to stop all that from happening. But what happens is they get eventually defeated. 1913, the Federal Reserve comes in and the bankers win. But that was only a 30-year charter. That 30-year charter happened to end when 1933 and who just happened to be the president oh roosevelt again fdr but he had nothing he had no other choice but to acquiesce to the power and authority because the country was in shambles because they called in all the loans called in our marker we had to confiscate all the gold pay it to them the country was bankrupt and that created the current system that we're in today and so every major conflict that we see every major transitional point in our country is good versus bad. It, it's these higher level factions fighting each other. Why was September 11th any different? Yeah, I think uh, the reason we saw that happen 22 years ago today is because if it didn't, I think things would have went very bad for people like Hillary and others. I think in order to keep their agenda going, they had to take that action. And they utilized it. Uh, they took advantage of it as well. They said, you know, don't let a crisis go to waste. Oh, well, we protected, you know, that information from getting out or whatever. Now let's go to war and make more money and keep our uh, agenda going. Hey, Josh, yeah. did, Josh, did you see that TikTok I sent you the other day? It was like a long one. It was like a 10-minute one, but it went through the whole Clinton crime spree. When you said that, that Vince, you just teed me off on that. That was a real, and I've lost it because I lost, guys, if anybody has tried to get a hold of me in the last seven days, I apologize. I do not have your information. I don't have five months of contacts. Like, things since back in May, people I've added to my contacts, I don't have any more. So if anybody's been trying to get a hold of me, but that that TikTok, do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. That one actually, what Vince was just saying, that ties all that in, and you'll find out how they actually were funneling $100 million of drug profits through the Arkansas bond office, the Ar- state of Arkansas bond office, and it was all right in plain sight. They were using drug money, and they were issuing bonds, but they never issued it. They were just issuing out the cash from the profit. Wait, Jim, are you trying to tell me that organized crime like cartels and mafia are in cahoots with elected officials like governors, mayors, and law enforcement Yes, to produce criminal rings of extortion and embezzlement of taxpayer dollars as well as drug money to get free and clear 
across state borders. Are you trying to tell me that? You know, you know I, I could have swore that's what someone was saying about no. Arizona. I'm not F- just a few months ago. I'm not. And, and, and Jim, let me let me extrapolate here a little bit more. Yeah. Go ahead. Is if you have that type of organization of these criminal cartels, mafia, the, the Mexican cartels, drug cartels, let's just call the cartels human traffickers and drug traffickers and weapons traffickers. Right. <clears throat> They're in cahoots with government officials from the governor on down. They support their campaigns, right? Um, congressmen, senators within the state and within the federal government. Um, and, and then government appointed officials, as well as government hired officials, as well as government contractors. I mean, they make so much money, they probably go out there, create nonprofits, non government organizations, charities, and philanthropies that then get these government grants and loans that facilitate, like, let's say, for instance, you have a government pro- program like. CPS, Child Productive Services, and uh, one of these human trafficking organizations that are bringing in billions of dollars tax-free a year are putting money into the the, the, the politicians' fund each year. What? So they go out there and through proxy create a nonprofit organization to fight human trafficking. does not have a budget. You know that, right? CPS only gets money on performance. So unless they take a child out of the home, they do not get paid. It's oh, literally incentivized to do that. You were incentivized third, twenty to thirty to forty thousand dollars per child to take them out of the house, and that's what CPS gets per month from the state and the federal right. government. But so, if I'm this criminal organization, what I would want to do then five hundred thousand is I, I want to take my billions of dollars of tax free money and the the power that I have over the politicians in this specific state. Let's just call it a border state like Arizona. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is I want to make sure that my foster home that I'm setting up. I'm going out and buying real estate with all my tax-free money. I'm putting people in it. I'm getting them to pass the background checks through the state system because I have the system rigged. My foster homes now become the primary source of where these human trafficking kids that get caught crossing the border or taken out of these homes go, and they just run away. Like Jim Jordan said, 85,000 kids disappeared last year. And out of the foster home systems, I wonder how. No, they're the not same foster, process that we yeah, just told you. That's foster homes. There's other. There's other. See, they, that's not the full number. It's five hundred thousand kids every year go missing out of CPS every year. It's a half a million right. kids. Nobody's. In, where's it? Where's all the investigations? Where's all the? Where's all the signs? My missing kid. Oh, we adopted your kid. So, out. But Jim, you're you're telling me that government is a racket. It is. That. There's this plot set up that that maybe the mafia was working with the Central Intelligence Agency, which was new at the time in the United States during the 1950s and the 1960s. What they saw is they saw, um, you know, John F. Kennedy rising up in the ranks, but then they saw the the mobilization of the union workers to try to vote for John Kennedy by stealing the vote, kind of really. It's kind of like what is happening right now with the voter rolls and the Democrats. Mm. It's kind of what John Kennedy actually did, is they went in there and they incentivized the union workers to vote for Kennedy. They did this through all the various different states that they had power and authority, and then Kennedy actually won. And that pissed off a lot of the establishment. That's probably why in 62 they blew his fucking head off. Yeah, they didn't like shoot him in the chest, by the way, guys. You guys understand how sacrificial that is. Even most people who are doing executions, like that are going to try to kill dignitaries, don't shoot them in the head. They're usually a chest shot. Think about how disrespectful that was. Mm -hmm. And in front of his wife, I mean, 
Well, so there, there, uh, Mark Shaw, Mark Shaw has done a lot of research on this. There's a lot of good documentaries. Um, uh, a Rich Man's Trick is a great one. But what it shows you is that Kennedy went in with promises to the mob to pay them back for get, helping him get elected and immediately assigned his brother as attorney general and went after those mobs. He went after them. Oh, yeah. He, he double-crossed them. And so this is one of the smoking guns that they utilized to say of why they took out Kennedy. But this was also coordinated and collaborated with the Central Intelligence Agency. And this was done through proxy with LBJ and components of the Texas Mafia. So you have the oil tycoons and the Texas Mafia, which were in cahoots. So this is Jack Ruby, Lyndon B. Johnson connections to the Texas oil barons. Now, Texas oil barons, now you come in with Averill Harriman, who was a state senator, eventually governor of New York, who was also the one at uh, First Union Bank with Prescott Bush, George Herbert Walker. The guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, visited Lee Harvey Oswald the week before. Right? Didn't they? Yeah. 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 But but, but basically also is there was aspects of this, of – of Cuba, what was happening with Cuba, right. of what they wanted to do. They wanted to go to war with Russia. They wanted a big war to come out of this. Anyways, we could get into this conspiracy talk all day long, but uh, there's some cold, hard facts to talk about with this. Today is September 11th, so let's talk about that one. Okay. What happened a year before? Building went bankrupt. Wasn't there a presidential election? Oh, yeah. What oh. happened during that presidential election? Uh, the hanging Chad. What's the hanging Chad? The voter integrity. The voter integrity thing that what happened in Florida. Wait, did someone steal an election and allow the Supreme Court justices that their daddy appointed get them into office? Could have. Sounds suspicious. <laughs> Slightly. Well, hold on though. Right. Remember, I mentioned a name there. Avril. Harriman, right? Have you guys ever heard of Avril Harriman? I don't think so. It's a good name to look up in the history of the United States. W. Avril Harriman. I got to restart. Okay? Right. You got to restart? You okay? No, I'm good. I'm okay. Search it. So he was, he was related, or sorry, he was married to a woman by the name of Pamela Harriman. Remember, follow the wives. Remember this. Follow the wives. So Avril Harriman was married to Pamela Harriman. Now, Avril Harriman died in um, 1986. Okay? Well, his wife lived till 1997. Now, the Harrimans and the Bushes were like this. Best friends. One of the main reasons the Bush family became so wealthy and became, uh, you know, they're from Connecticut. One of the reasons why they established in Texas became oil tycoons is because of Avril Harriman, because of the Harriman family. That's why they were on the board of directors of Union Trust Bank, or uh, yeah, Union Banking Corporation in New York City, which was tri- charged with the under the 1917 Espionage Act for trading with the enemy because they funded the Nazi regime during World War II because um, um, Thyssen was the owner of it, who was a German and Nazi collaborator, and that bank was actually brought in and charged with crimes. They were the same bank that tried to fund the what's known as the banker's plot. Which with, was a founder's wall of the museum in 9-11. That's right. But then you have... Um, <laughs> You have uh, the, 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 the banker's plot in 1933 where they tried to get 
Smetley Butler, four-star Marine Corps General, two uh, Medal of Honors, one Brevet Medal, the only Marine to ever hold those three awards all at the same time. They tried to get him to take the bonus army from a few years before into Washington, D.C. and overthrow FDR, 500,000 people. And he testified in front of Congress, and Congress was like, we don't care. He told FDR, who he's friends with, and FDR says, eh, oh well. But that was Union Banking Corporation. That was Prescott Bush, grand, uh, George W. Bush's grandfather, George Herbert Walker Bush's father, um, um, Walker. Who Tesla's father, uh, I'm sorry, that uh, didn't Trump's grandfather know him? Right. Like, okay. right. I don't care about that. Walker, who was, pre- uh, sorry, George Herbert Walker Bush's, Barbara Bush's father, Barbara Walker, was also the other executive at Union Banking Corporation. Okay. But so Avril Harriman was the chairman. Avril Harriman goes on to become uh, senator, state senator, ambassador, and then governor of New York. Okay, his wife was Pamela Harriman. Follow the wives. So what happened in 1991, the Harrimans pulled their backing from G.W. Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush. What? They no longer, they, they, they basically cooed the Bush family. Okay. This is why daddy Bush did not win re-election because Pamela Harriman, Avril died. Pamela Harriman came out and said, sorry, you're done. Someone else comes in. Daddy Bush didn't want to give up power. Wow. And what happens? She brings in her new boy by the name of Bill Clinton from Arkansas, who's basically the leader the governor and the leader of their criminal organization through all the human trafficking and drug trafficking in Arkansas. Now, who's Pamela Harriman? Well, her maiden name is Pamela Churchill. Oh, come on. The daughter to Winston Churchill. So, right here I'm showing you European dynasty selecting U.S. presidents. Bush, Clinton. The Germans won the war. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, we got that wrong. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. (laughs) We're dicks. Wow, I didn't know that, Josh. Huh. Oh, man. Yep. I mean, here's the sad thing, guys. I mean, I, I I said on the show today, I was like, oh. Actually, sorry, sorry. She was the ex-wife of uh, of Randolph Churchill, which was Winston Churchill's son. Oh. But still okay. just as influential. Um, she is, uh, she's daughter of Edward Digby, the 11th Baron of Digby. Uh, Henry Campbell Bruce, the second Baron Aberdeer. And uh, Henry Campbell Bruce, if you follow that bloodline back, Remember, uh, direct direct relation to Robert of Bruce of Scotland. So, World uh, War but, yeah. I, no more czars. Remember, no more royalty after World War One. We have presidents now, by God, that yeah. are elected. You okay, so so let this play out though. So, Danny Bush becomes rich and powerful. He was the head of the CIA. He knows all the secrets. Okay, he's right. interconnected. He's created this massive web of criminal organizations as well as intelligence around the world. And then Harriman's pull the plug on him and say, you're done. And he goes, I don't want to be done. <laughs> and so they basically say, you're getting removed. They throw Ross Perot in the election. He loses to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton wins overwhelming victory. Remember when he was on our city hall playing the saxophone? Oh, yeah. 
Dude, he's actually pretty damn good. The saxophone. I, know. I play the saxophone and it made me not want to play anymore. Sorry. So eight years of of Clinton, and then we have Gore and Bush in the 2000 election, and Gore was supposed to win that election. <clears throat> oh man! But what happened? Florida. Florida Fraud. happened. Wait, who was the governor of Florida in uh, 2000? Hold on. Know. Hold on. Uh, we have Gorin Bush in the election. Okay. Vince, do me a favor right now. I know the answer. Who is the governor? No, just of tell Florida? me. Just, just tell me. Bush. Bush. Bush beer. Bush. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. No. Where do you think Jeb, Jeb, Bush. Jeb Bush came from? Jeb Bush, I, where he, he was governor of Florida. The, I didn't know he was the governor and at that low time energy and all that skin Bush. happened. Actually, I didn't realize that happened till a couple, maybe two or three years later. I was yep. I was in second grade when that hey, happened. Jeb Bush. That's no excuse, buddy. You get on top of those facts. Second Some crazy grade. conspiracy theorist told me so about it. He didn't tell me Bush. the governor though. Huh? So Jeb Bush was the governor of Florida. Yeah. Okay. George Bush was running for president. Daddy Bush, obviously. They had kicked him out of office, and he was pissed. He wanted vengeance on them. They steal the election in Florida. It goes to the Supreme Court. Daddy Bush's appointees rule in favor of George Bush. Not even what? Nine months later? September 11th. And how surprised was George Bush? You, you saw his face when they told him, like, oh, my God, it actually happened. Like they were serious. Like that could have been me. Yeah. Now was that a coup? I think it was. I, I think it was. I think it was a coup. I don't know what. I, I think that there was multifaceted coup attempts, but I do believe it was an attack. On the large scale, okay. This isn't an attack. Hard. Look, they use these crises to implement slavery upon you and me. But we're already in a state of slavery. Listen, oh, yeah. if these people didn't want us around and didn't want us to have freedom, okay? Yeah. They, they would just put the foot down. Yeah. Understand that. Like, they control everything to that degree. They don't need to have some special event to usher in the Patriot Act. This the is, Patriot this Act was prison. coming whether you wanted it or not. This is a prison planet, guys. I mean, honestly, we and we've created it for ourselves, so... And we're, so, we're the, we're, what, what do you say? We're the fodder. We're the we're the the things that get in the way while they play their big game. Like we're not see, we're not seeing the big chess pieces. We're that's seeing right. What they move and what we get affected by, but we're not seeing the big ones. Exactly. You're you're not seeing the big moves that are happening within the factions at the top. Now, what I think that was is that you had the neocons who had basically controlled Washington D.C. They were the deep state. Okay, they were the deep state. Mm -hmm. And what happened is the, the liberals had lost a lot of power during that time. And they wanted to regain the power. And with Clinton, they had that ability to. Now, Clinton did a whole bunch of bad stuff. What did Clinton do? Jim Price, do you remember what Clinton did? <laughs> he got a blowjob. I'm sorry, is that not the right Well, answer? no, actually, the Monica Lewinsky blowjob blow was a cover-up, wasn't it? Does anybody remember that Bill Clinton illegally sold nuclear technology to China and North Korea? 
But he was governor at the time, so it's not a big deal. No, he was president. <laughs> he was president of the United States and illegally gave China. The reason China is a nuclear power, the reason North Korea is a nuclear power, not because their scientists figured it out, because mm. Bill Clinton gave it to them. Yeah. And they were going to impeach him over this. They said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's cover this up. We got a blowjob. Bring the blowjob in. Bring the blowjob in. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Nice. They covered that shit up with a blowjob. Did he at least actually get a blowjob? Yeah, oh yeah, he most he got a blowjob probably a lot more. <laughs> he got a blowjob, a few cigars. <laughs> but but, but you have to understand yeah. is that's oh. the beginning of what is we've been talking metaphor? about for a long time. Is the time. blue dress is the blown get blown in the blue dress? I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't care. You're blue. You're I, I don't I don't like looking at the, the minor details <laughs> of shit, but I, I like putting things together. So what we have here is Daddy Bush knows all the secrets. He's the one... Sorry, and, and yeah, I'm going to call him fucking Daddy Bush because that's his name. He's not my fucking daddy, okay? Because there, there's two George Bushes. You have to differentiate. I don't want to go G, George Herbert Walker Bush every time. Oh, yeah. Daddy Bush. I say okay? Daddy Bush and Junior. So this dude knows. He, he helps set up all these clandestine projects that were taking billions of dollars each year into the black budget that were running and operating clandestine service organizations, toppling governments around the world, and he had amassed a, a, a huge amount of power. Not only that, is you also have the secretive technology, the recovered alien craft and these black budget projects that he was running. And see, the other side of the house, they wanted this. So you had the bankers and you have the war machine. The bankers and the war machine. The bankers and the war machine. Danny Bush was with the war machine. The other side of the house, the liberals were with the bankers. This was the battle. If they could get the war machine under control, well, then, damn, they could rule the world. That's the beginning of the new world order. And that happened under Obama. But what had to happen? They had to slowly steal military technology and, and filter it out of the United States of America. Well, what did that lead to? That led to Q. That was the whole point of Q. Q started circa 1998 into that 2007, 2008 time period. It wasn't called Q. wasn't even recognized as Q. wasn't anything like that. It was a group of generals who were in various different fraternities from West Point to the Naval Academy to the Air Force Academy who come together, who become three stars, two stars, four stars, who say, I love this country and I'm going to support and defend the Constitution, and we're going to meet in private and find out who the fuck is selling our weapon technology to China, to North Korea. Because Bill Clinton goes out there, inadvertently gives this technology to China, and all of a sudden him and his wife, once he leaves office, are getting half a million dollar speaking deals, and then $30 million book deals. They see this. So they go, we need to investigate this. We need to, well, they had to wait. They had to wait until the digital infrastructure came in place. And in 2007, 2008, when Barack Obama came in, and, and basically what happened is not when Barack Obama came in, they basically made this a business. It never went, it didn't go from secret to, hey, we're selling secrets over here. It went from like, this is the norm. Let's just do it and make a whole bunch of money while the country dies. And then that's what was happening. And so this birthed that military operation that was spying on the deep state. This is what really fortified the deep state is this, this coup that took place in 2001. And that coup, I believe, was against Daddy Bush and his regime. Okay? And they lost. 
And I think that Dick Cheney was the facilitator of that. I think Dick Cheney was the one who switched and went the opposite way. You remember when he shot that guy in the face with the shotgun? Oops. Who was that guy? Does anybody remember? No. I forget his name, but he was a banker. He was one that disagreed with Dick Cheney. But anyways, doesn't matter. Because what happened in 2008? The bank started collapsing. Huh. So two attacks on the economic power fronts. On the banking industries. But really what happened during those two attacks on the economic banking industries? Americans lost money. The wealth transference happened. Secrets were buried. Secrets were destroyed. The track record of $2.3 trillion of black budget money at the Pentagon was covered up. Who wanted that covered up? Daddy Bush wanted it covered up. George Bush wanted it covered up. Didn't even know about it. Cheney wanted it covered up. Never let a good crisis go to waste. You know they're going to do it. This is the globalist attack. This is setting the precedent for everything that is going to come. The destruction of the United States of America to where we are today. And you know what I'm going to give the warning about today? Is there's another one coming. I don't know when or where. I don't know how. But I think we all feel it in the fiber of our being. There is another something like that coming. There is another event like that coming. And it's coming fast. Anybody? Going once, going twice. Sold no. the Jim Price. Harry Will, uh, Whittington, uh, he was a American lawyer, real estate investor, political figure. Oh, that's it. Okay. He uh, received international media when he got shot in the face in, 2000, in 2006 uh, by then uh, Dick Cheney. So... He just died. He just died in February of this year. So he's been he uh, he hung out for a bit, but uh, he obviously got the warning call for something. So it seems we're having some problems on Rumble, huh? Yeah. So Vince, can you uh, you already, uh, share the link for D Live and Pilled in the Rumble if you can? So what do we have on the international stage that potentially could be exacerbated into these situations? Uh, Taiwan. Well, how about this? Arme- Armenia and Azerbaijan. Like what? People are like what? What is going on with Armenia? Who cares? And Azerbaijan. Well, let's read this for a second. You ready? I'll read this for you. Azerbaijan and Armenia have once again locked horns. Most likely, a conflict is just around the corner, and so they are. People have died over this conflict already. They're about to go to war. Iran has threatened Azerbaijan with war through its diplomatic channels if Azerbaijan cuts off the Sudnik corridor. Turkey has in turn threatened Iran with war through its diplomatic channels if Iran intervenes in Armenia against Azerbaijan. Israel has pledged to supply Azerbaijan with more sophisticated weapons. So another proxy war, you have one in North Africa fueling away. You have one there in Eastern Europe, uh, Middle East. Now you have another one in Eastern Europe. Guys, the world is going to war. And it's about to spark off like something you've never believed. You know, literally the world is one thread away from complete fucking chaos. I mean, think about this. Yeah, it does feel like it. I mean, considering everything that's going on, things are moving fast, man. Listen. 
one event is going to happen here in the near future. This is going to be the catalyst. This is going to be the thread that's pulled and everything just goes. Yeah, well, did you hear about the Russian missile that landed, I think, in Belarus or something? And they were getting hammered for that. And they're, yeah. So I didn't hear about something. that one. But that was a while ago. That that was uh, that was that was when um, uh, a a progression was still alive. And no, uh, I think it was just a few days ago. I think it was. Oh, uh, so another one happened. Yeah, there, yeah, there's there's high tensions with Wagner Group um, and the Belarusian military and um, uh, and Poland and, and a few of those other countries. And so Bad. there's a lot of high tensions, but they're not acting in coordination with Russia, but it's being blamed on Russia. And so that's important to know. But so let me ask you this. If if you knew there was something coming and you wanted to disarm your citizenry, would you run like a little campaign to see how people react to it? New Mexico. Yeah. In Mexico, you mean New Mexico. Right? New Mexico. I said New Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico's governor has suspended, basically suspended the Second Amendment. You cannot open carry or conceal carry a weapon in the state right now. That means that you cannot carry a weapon outside of your house. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I heard it's all a about direct it. violation of the Constitution. <laughs> now yeah, the is. Parliament is trying to impeach her. <laughs> Good, but let let's listen to what she has to say about this. Yuck. On any street corner, in too many cities in New Mexico, New Mexico. there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt. And I'll tell you, if you're if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, it's a crime already. I got it, but we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was upheld, it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. Last follow-up. Yeah. You took. But oath. your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. God, how's that person alive? Give them a little, and they'll take a mile. Oh. Sickening. I don't understand that, dude. I don't understand that. They, they, they can sit there and, and hold a decapitated head of Trump on the what, whatever they're want they're wanting to do there, and yet... Uh, mm-hmm. Somewhere you guys got to draw the line. What's your... What's your level of pain? What's your pain tolerance, guys? I mean, my pain tolerance, I met that years ago, buddy. I'm I'm gone. So this is just ridiculous. These people like just now blatantly say, hey, by the way, my oath of office is not absolute and neither is the Constitution. That's the governor of a state. That's not a, a House, Senate, somebody in yeah. Wyoming or Utah or Florida or whatever, right? This is a governor. Yeah. So, so New Mexico State Representative Stefani Lord and John Block have called for the impeachment of the New Mexico governor, uh, Michelle Grisham, after she declared a public health emergency for gun violence. And so public health emergency for gun violence. Yeah. Like there should be requirements for public health emergency. There is. Like, there is. But they just let her do it, though. 
Right. Like, like biological agents, something of that nature. Right. Um, and, and you know what I'm waiting for? And this is, the, guys, got to remember, this is one big fucking test. Yeah. They, they do this. This is Pavlov's dog here. They're doing this to see how people will react. And here come Ohio next or come another. Yep. You know. They're seeing how people will react. And then after people react, what was the time frame it took for that reaction? Because look, Vince, do you remember I said this a few weeks ago? So why are all these shootings happening? They must be coming up with new legislation or something. Something's going on. Oh, now New Mexico goes out there and suspends basically the Second Amendment. And, and guess what? It's still suspended right now. This happened days ago. It's still suspended right now. And, and where are the people of New Mexico? Why aren't they lining up outside the 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 the? the hey, come on! Think, no, we're done. No, I think there were protests, but yeah, but on Sunday right? they don't have it. Yeah, so, Sunday he rested. Yeah, they went up there Sunday. I think and did something. Oh, did they? Okay, good, good. No. But here's the problem, though. I mean. Josh, we could say it's illegal to breathe. And the problem is, is that there is a point of enforcement that really we have to look at it. Like, okay, you can make all the ridiculous cat leash laws you want, you know, keeping cats on, you know, tethers. Right. But that's doesn't mean that it's actually right because there's got to be someone on the line who pulls the trigger, who was willing to execute you in your home. If you don't comply to their arrest, you know, instructions. That's the problem, guys. I mean, we could deal with a lot. I can deal with a lot of conversations, and if I have the ability to negotiate and, and this and that. But when there's a there's an individual with a with a badge and a gun, and called they call themselves policy officers, they're walking around and they're they're following through with this stuff, guys. This is the terrifying part. Those are the brown shirts. Well, it, the good thing yeah. is, is constitutional sheriffs and police officers throughout the state have yeah. said that they're not going to comply. With the governor's yeah, it helps. There will be pockets of sanity. Then you don't know, right? But but you know what should happen is all the constitutional sheriffs should show up at the the state capitol and go arrest the fucking governor. I mean, that's what needs to happen. That's their job. Yeah. That is quite literally their job as an elected official. Yep. Hey, the governor just broke the law. Well, who's going to arrest her? Well, that's our job. We're the sheriffs. We're the elected constitutional duty enforcement guys. Yep. Our job is to say, hey, you committed a crime. <coughs> don't arrest a lot of people. No balls. So I, I've been saying that we're one crisis away. Now, what could be the catalyst for all of this? A terror okay. attack. Another war. Another I mean, we're 20 years out. And I love so just remember, Kamala Harris <laughs> is one heartbeat away from the president. <laughs> Seems like someone is celebrating that they're going to be president very, very soon. That was like She's Elaine and Stein Seinfeld dancing. You know that? Remember Elaine and Seinfeld? And she did that. I do. Uh, <laughs> She's such a loser. That was such a. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I could I could dance, but I think I could do a little bit better than that. I just. I mean. Well, it's not about the dancing. I could give two shits about her dancing. 
what it's about is the fact that she made a comment last week saying that I am fully ready and prepared to become president of the United States if something shall happen to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, we know, is on mental decline. The Republic, the, the Democrats have to get rid of Joe Biden. Okay, this isn't negotiable. I said this during the midterms. You remember this? I said that, look, Joe Biden is bad for business. Joe Biden's crimes are coming to the surface. The problem is, is that all the stuff just really wasn't coming up yet, even though we knew it all. But now it's all public. And what happened today? They, they have the votes to start the impeachment against Joe Biden. Well, what happens when they start impeaching Joe Biden on this crimes and corruptions of stuff that he was doing in Ukraine and Russia? And it starts uncovering other Hunter Biden emails that bring Schumer and Pelosi and Pelosi's businesses into play. Well, the house of cards starts to fall and see the, the establishment in DC can't allow that to happen. So that means that they have to, they have to nip in the butt, the Joe Biden impeachment before it ever happens. So then stop it. You mean? Yeah. So if, if Congress moves to impeach Joe Biden, if they're going to do the impeachment hearings, okay. Joe Biden, I my thoughts, my beliefs, and I haven't had Secret Service visit me yet because I'm, I have no intention of this happening. But Joe Biden, Joe Biden will most likely die of old age. Okay, be the first president since JFK to die in office. Will die of old age, or will die natural causes, or will be taken out and used as an example by a scapegoat on the right, quote unquote, right. Oh, some some loop. something to start. He'll be the Arc Dude Fer, uh, Ferdinand, Arc Duke Ferdinand. Yep. Okay. He'll be used as the Arc Duke Ferdinand, taken out by a Russian spy, yep. or something. Right. Yeah. That, that Joe Biden will be. I, I, I don't know. I just got a really strong feeling that that's what's going to happen, and that'll be the catalyst. And then Kamala comes in, cleans up. The Republicans go, "Well, we're still going to impeach him." They're going to like, "How dare you? How dare you impeach a dead man?" Yeah. Right, and that kills the whole investigation in the Hunter and Joe Biden. Sympathy plays overplays the uh, the guilty son. Yep. Just let it go, man. Just let it go. It was like yesterday, and Kamala will pardon Hunter after the uh, special counsel goes in and produces these new charges. Right, and then you'll have Kamala and Michelle Obama, twenty twenty four. How is Kamala? Or you'll have you'll have Newsom Obama twenty twenty four. How is Kamala anything? That's how stupid we are. We're so stupid. We're over going. Oh, oh, she's the she's what they put out there, and we are like, oh, come on, guys, we are dummies. I'm telling you right now, Newsom Obama twenty twenty four. Kamala Harris will get a Supreme Court seat. Right. Who's going out? Mm-hmm. Did you hear the Clintons wanted to get back into politics? Yeah. I heard the Clintons want to get back into politics. They're bored. Wait, wait, wait. Well, who's going to leave the Supreme Court? Who's leaving? I don't know yet. The, the next one they tell that they're leaving. <laughs> Well, I know that. Yeah, but I mean, do we have? I mean, Byers didn't even know he was retiring until they told him. Oh, I guess, I guess it's time to go. Well, obviously, there's some still some life left in that California senator they're propping up, walking around. Um, huh. 
I think of who they would want. So Donald Trump has released a statement on uh, September 11th anniversary. Let's go ahead and listen to this. Okay. No one who lived through the horror of the September 11th terrorist attacks can ever forget the agony and the anguish of that terrible day. It was a terrible day. The images of dark plumes of smoke billowing over lower Manhattan, the Pentagon, and a field of Pennsylvania, such a beautiful field, are seared into our minds forever. We will never forget. Today, on this solemn anniversary of those monstrous attacks, we remember the 2,977 precious souls who were savagely taken from us on that morning 22 years ago, leaving a void that can never be filled, can never be filled. No matter what happens, it can never be filled. We will say a prayer for each of the beautiful families they left behind, whose pain is beyond comprehension. What they've gone through is not even believable. We honor the firefighters, the great New York PD, the police department, what great people they are. They are so great. And the Port Authority officers, the Virginia, D.C., and Pentagon police, and the military service members, and other first responders, actually all over the country. They acted with supreme heroism, and they went to the site of the most heinous crime. They would leave other states far away and go to the World Trade Center site, the Pentagon. They'd go to Pennsylvania, who in many cases gave their lives in the line of duty. God bless the memory of all of those who perished in the 9-11 attacks. We will never, ever forget. We will never forget you. We love you. God bless their families, and God bless America. Thank you. All right. Donald Trump, still a legend in his painting? own right. What's the painting behind him? What was that painting? I was trying to figure that out myself. So I was leaning into the camera. I was like, what is that? I'm just trying to find it. Like, what is that? Anyway. So this is quite interesting. This was just pointed out to me. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, there's like this war going on between um, various different media outlets in the alternative media, right? And so you have some groups of them that are attacking Flynn and they're attacking Roger Stone and a whole bunch of other people. And then you have the other side, which is kind of just like not really saying anything about it all, but just kind of clearing when they're asked the questions, they clear the house on it. Um, and a lot of this started with, um, do you remember the, uh, the, the truth social account, the authority who came out and claimed that uh, Patel Patriot, John Harold and, and Kate were Mossad agents. Mm. A lot of this started with that. Well, come to find out it was actually the opposite. That the ties to the that was actually reversed, and it was kind of a smear campaign on them. Wow. Well, in the Matrix, just came out and said, uh, "How convenient DOJ quietly drops Farah case against General Flynn's business partner after Judge tosses conviction for insufficient evidence." And he's been hammering General Flynn for a while, and I'm a strong supporter of General Flynn, always have been, and I agree mm -hmm. with, I disagree, disagree heart, uh, wholeheartedly with Jeff Peterson on a lot of the stuff that he's been putting out because a lot of the stuff he's been putting out is just not even like it, it's like reaching for straws in the sense of putting things together and they're just putting things together that fit their narrative without putting in the exculpatory evidence okay but so this is interesting because it Jeff Peterson puts this out there and then someone who comments on it is General Flynn 
Fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, you what? Your, yeah, General Flynn said, fuck you, you piece of shit. You and your toadies who thrive in the underbelly of the dark world have no clue what you're talking about. And anyone who listens to you, I will pray for their full recovery. What? Flynn really That's said what, that? Well, he said, F you, you POS, but oh, you, oh, you piece oh. of shit. That's that's exactly what it is. Wow. So, yeah. It, it, so, this, listen, there is a massive infiltration in everywhere, guys. Everywhere. Okay. Like, I was talking, I mean, you know, Judy, I was with uh, Judy Mikevitz this last weekend. So, me and Jim were in Dallas this last weekend. Jim went to go get ice cream. I, I didn't. Yes. And uh, I was lucky cream. enough to hang out at the bar with Judy Mikevitz. Awesome. And, uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, Judy's awesome. And you know, Judy was went through a great ordeal in Las Vegas at the Clay Clark event. Right? They they targeted her, checked her out of her hotel room early at like four in the morning, and uh, luckily, like good people like Wano Seven stepped in and helped her out. And um, for people who don't know, Judy's debanked. Right. Like she cannot get a bank account. She does not have a credit card or a debit card. All of her money is gone and seized. Like they have completely ruined this lady's life. And so I'm actually, I'm going to, we're going to try to get her into some cryptocurrency, but yeah, I just got back today this morning from Dallas, but uh, listen, there's a war going on and people are being attacked everywhere. And now that they're coming after the second amendment and they're getting away with it, expect more of that guys. Expect more of these attacks to come towards the citizens now. This is when they turn on us because we they know that we're getting ready to stand up and fight back. Jim Price, you got to have something to say. Oh my gosh, I wasn't going to say anything. Um, you know, the the sad part of this is is that you said something earlier that really got me thinking about how we are infiltrated. And I'm like, I'm up sitting over here going, well, I looked at my bank account this morning and nobody's infiltrating anybody. <laughs> I mean, here's the, what you and I and I understand success is, is not a marker, um, but I, I had one of the greatest moments this weekend. And I want you I want you just to listen to this. And I think I mentioned to you, Josh, we were in Dallas, but there was a question asked, what is you know, what does that person do? And because they were like, well, what do you think about this individual? And I'm like. They, you know, I just kind of like, I don't, I just like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not involved in that. I'm not going to worry about it. Just, you know, not giving an opinion here. And then, then, then the next question was, well, what do they do? And I said, nothing. And that's why I have a problem. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. And I was like, holy crap. That was the most brilliant set of like, just yeah. little statements that like, what do you feel about? I'm like, mm, eh, you know, and like, well, what do they do? And I'm like, nothing. And that you—that's that's that's why I have that about right. They were they were a right place at the right time, um, with the right connections, right? Right. right. And they came in, and a lot of the stuff that they say today. So, guys, I'll explain this to you. And I don't think I'm under. I I, I don't know if they'll attack me. I'm like, not under address. I'm not under address. <laughs> Nobody's threatening me. (laughs) There are people in the conservative movement, okay? The conservative right-wing movement that's happening right now, from MAGA, Truth, Q, uh, conservative, CPAC, all this stuff, okay? 
who have infiltrated and or are producing their own narrative. And what they're doing is they have influencers that work directly with them that propagate a narrative that is 100% verifiably false, untrue, and absolute bullshit and propaganda. And there's people out there that spread this stuff like wildfire knowingly, knowingly knowing that it's false. And you know what they do? Guys, they come out here and they say, oh, guys, you better prepare. Go go to my store and, and buy my, my overpriced stuff that I have in there because China's going to come over the border. China's already at the border. They're amassing now. They're going to invade next week. You better go now. That's what they do. They produce this radicalized clickbait to sell products. I don't even fucking remember half the time that put my affiliates out there, okay? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally set it up my show today, guys. Listen, people, just people, know I got a code for everything. Go buy some crap because there's got to keep the lights on. I don't, unless you want me to run. Jim, Jim, I, I had someone uh, yelling at me, uh, you know, like, man, you and your podcast, like, you know, the negative comments are like, right. you just in it for the money. I'm like, you haven't obviously seen my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely not in it for that. Oh. Right? Like, I'll, but, share, I'll share your I'll share my credit score with you. That's how great mine is. <laughs> right. Well, luckily my credit score is doing well. But for for people out there who want to know, is if you don't play the game, if yeah. you just play the game of truth, if you just follow the narrative and go where it takes you, and you come out there and you tell, you have a slow buildup because the algorithms don't like you. You don't have the hopium, the audience don't like you, and everybody in here who's been here for four years. They remember that we used to have a really big audience and that I said, no hope you. Trump is not coming back on March 8th and getting inaugurated on March 21st, or March 8th, 2021. Oh, how dare you? So-and-so said he was. <clears throat> then so-and-so said it was going to happen in September of that year. Didn't happen. So-and-so said that this was going to happen. Didn't happen. How many times do these people say, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Oh, well, you know, the military, the White Hats, uh, they, they, they had to move the plans up, and now it's going to be moved back to, like, next year and stuff. Stop believing the bullshit. I don't do hopium. The reason I don't do hopium, because reality isn't full of fucking hopium. Reality is full of truth. And truth is a hard pill to swallow, and it hurts sometimes. And that right now, if you think that this is us versus them, you have it all wrong. They, they, the ones who control this world, the globalists, the reason they walk around with those, those fucking smirks on their face is because they own all movements. They control all the movements. They are both sides of the chessboard. That is why Donald Trump has to play 5D chess. Okay, that's why when we go out there and we say, hey, this is most likely what's going to happen, we have a level of consistency and accuracy as per these other people who don't. And look, I can sit here all day long and we can do digs. We can do three to four hour digs on uh, Arabella Associates. We can go in the George Soros. We can, we can deep dive in there. Who gives a shit? They're there. They live. They did it. It's here. 
The question isn't now, how did we get here? The question is, is how do we stop these son of bitches? That's the truth. And how do you stop them is knowing their game, knowing how they play the game, knowing their playbook, knowing their next moves, understanding what happens next, understanding the power that you have to stand up against what their proclaimed authority is and fight back. And that's what we talk about here. That's what we do here. And so I can tell you in private conversation, all the people I believe that are infiltrated and sold out, General Michael Flynn is not one of them. And you know what? Maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll eat my fucking words on that. I doubt it. I doubt it. And the reason I doubt it is because, well, there's just, Jim knows. There's, there's stuff that Jim and I talk about in private that... If you don't have the full picture, all the stuff that you uncover down here doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If you don't know what people are doing, if you don't know an agenda, then when you start putting things together like this, it can look like person is a bad person. When in actuality, they're not. Yeah. And so anybody can That's take that the shit out of the foundation and say, this is a shitty foundation. Right. Guys, there, and a lot of it is that there's a lot of the, the, it's very plain, and I and I don't know how you. I, mean, I guess it's once you see the tire marks in the Western movie, you can't unsee the tire marks in the dirt in the Western movie, right? You, you can see it all the time. The sad part is, guys, is there's so much of this, and this goes back to Josh's point: is that we have to wake up, right? We see it. Me and Josh have offline conversations. We're having conversations. I know. I know. Bob is probably. <laughs> not really sane sometimes because we have while we're on the air and radio while we're waiting for the commercials oh. we're talking about stuff between i'm sure bobs are going dur, dur, dur. like he just his brain is just because he's because we're doing off-air stuff right and it's our little time we go oh yeah man hey blah, blah, blah. and i'm sure he's over there going what are they talking you know he's trying to type like what is it so but guys here's the thing you got to start getting more honest with yourself honest with yourself in a way that really is really uncomfortable. Even then we talk about ego, we talk about all this other stuff, but get honest with yourself and rewrite that mental history because that's actually the easiest way to get to what you're, you're having these offline conversations because it's so far beyond what's being talked about in the normal mainstream. So that's the real thing. So wake up guys. It's there. You've got all the, the positive reasons to do it where you're here on this show. You're a part of this. Just get out there and, and open up to yourself because that's when it really gets that's it's get hard. I, I I made a comment to somebody the other day. I was like, if I'm a, if I was a Catholic, I would not be a Catholic anymore. Hmm. Um, and they didn't like to hear that. I'm like, I don't know. You guys are paying out five hundred billion dollars in sexual charges. I mean, you guys you guys do the math for me. Well, how about this? Is that right now what is happening within all these movements? Is there's high levels of infiltration? Okay, yep. and I could name. I could name people. I don't want to. The reason is, is I used to be that person. I used to get in here and be like, oh, this person's an asshole or this person doesn't know what they're talking about or disinformation agent, right? I used to say that. I'm not going to mention names like right now. The reason is, is because you know what? I want you to find them for yourself. I want you to go listen to some of these people and determine which ones are bullshit. And remember, never believe anything. And this goes to a lot of people commenting right now. Never believe anything anybody tells you. No matter who they are or what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, investigation, inquiry, and through your own volition. 
Well, and it's collaboration too, guys. Don't think that you have to find that answer on your own. You got to come out here and have the conversation. <clears throat> okay, I go to Josh, and Josh comes to me, and we both go, "Hey, hey, did you hear about the, you know, the that beetle thing?" And he's like, "Oh, no, 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 I got, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh okay, okay." And and then like, "Okay, did you hear about the, and, you know?" And so, and the problem is, is yeah, we both still do the same thing. There's, you know, like, "Hey, did you hear that there was a." And so you, you, if you're not having those conversations, you're not expanding yourself or the group of people you're talking to. So that's, that's a big part of that as well. Um, what Judy Mikovic said that the reason that we had the, we cured AIDS is because of the meetings and things that we were doing this last weekend with me and Josh and her and, and Lee Merritt and Lee Merritt sat out there till we were out there till one o'clock in the morning with Lee Merritt talking as well. It's like, there's all these people out there now just be a part of it, guys, get involved and talk talk push back but your vibration your voice actually creates the movement that we need and if you're not having conversations uncomfortable you're not moving you're not growing yeah so get out there i agree man and and you know jim and i we travel around the country a lot we were just in dallas this weekend we're gonna be in oregon in the end of the month yeah and we see you know, we talk to a lot of these people who are the, the, the big faces in these movements, and we know their te- character. We, we know who these people are behind the scenes, right? And we hear conversations. We hear stories. We, we, we see a bigger picture kind of of what's going on as well. And, uh, you know, that's what I try to present here to you guys. And listen, believe me or not, I don't care. If you guys don't believe me, that's fine. Go out there and, and prove me wrong. Go out there, publish your own podcast, and say Josh is wrong. Josh is wrong on Flynn. This is why. Right? Yeah. Do we need to end any of the streams? Josh is wrong. No. Josh is wrong on, on in the Matrix. Josh is wrong on this. Okay, great. Yeah. Right? Well, what about this, this, and this, and this? Do you know the full context? I don't. Right? Like, do, how about this? Do I like Roger Stone? Don't know the man. Don't care about the man. Right. I, I think he's irrelevant in my world of understanding. Quite honestly, I think he's irrelevant. He's about as irrelevant as Rudy Giuliani. Which Rudy Giuliani for four years of Donald Trump was completely irrelevant. Yeah. Even with the dumb things he said, he was irrelevant. He's not a decision maker. <clears throat> but, and, and, and I don't put my attention towards Ill, irrelevant things. Because if it's something that's not going... It, what we are looking at right now, okay? I want everybody to understand this. If it doesn't have to do with the firestorm situation that is occurring right now and moving towards global economic collapse in World War III and the shifting and transition of the ages into the Great Reset and the formulation of the digital slave matrix, if it's nothing to do with any of that, if it's some minor detail like, oh, you know, someone said this, three years ago about this person and oh they're a bad guy who gives a shit like why is it dude they're distracting you you know joe rogan i wish i had this video of joe rogan someone posted it earlier and it was spot on about joe rogan talking about you know, we had the pandemic and COVID and we had all these things that came about. And, uh, you know, then we have mass shootings and we have uh, banks collapsing and everything like that. But what nobody's seeing is everything that's happening in the backdrop. 
You're not seeing the movie, the money moving between this organization and this organization and this government and this government. You're not seeing the money funneling into the NGOs and the nonprofits and the charities over here that are owned by these billionaires that are setting up these programs. He goes, all these things are simply distractions to keep your eyes away from what's really happening. Remember, the magician's trick. You don't know what the right hand is doing when you're completely paying attention to the left hand. Okay? That is the world we live in. I pay attention to the magician's trick. I try to pay attention to the magician's trick. I'm watching their hands to see where it's going. Yes, there's things that we need to worry about. There's distractions that matter. But most of them don't. And I'm not going to sit there and waste, not say waste. I'm not going to sit there and dig into something because I have other shows for that. I have Friday show. I have Tuesday night show. We have Saturday show, right? Those are where we dig into things. But right now, what is happening in this world is there is a ruthless and radical globalist elite, hand-selected, who are at war with other factions of people who consider themselves elitists, wealthy people in this world, who are trying to transition this world away from a nationalized and individualized sovereignty into a neo-feudalistic state to where they own all land, all property, all businesses, all government under their power, authority, and control, and where human beings are nothing more than chattel enslaved within their digital matrix prison. That's what we're fighting against, people. Yeah, we're fighting against election integrity, election fraud and integrity. We're trying to get Donald Trump back. Yes, we are. But that is the mission. That is what we're seeing at the top here. Because if we don't stop that from happening, all the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. And yes, Donald Trump in 2024 is a part of that. Donald Trump, we need to get Donald Trump in there. We, we need to win these small battles. And so these small battles move on up. And if we win these small battles, then we dismantle that system. But we have to understand where those battles are, what the battles are, how they're fought. And we cannot get distracted by things that have zero relevance to the overall fight, at least in my opinion. That's my opinion. You can love me or hate me. I don't care. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out. Bayonet celebrated a five-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Bayonet. Grandma Five Revolt. Lori, 12-month sub streak. Thank you so much, Grandma Five Revolt. Observe and Learn. Gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Observe and Learn. Sexy Dad 77. Why do you have that name? You make me say Sexy Dad 77. I'll <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Sexy Dad. I was stationed at Fort Hood, 45ADA, 1CD. Awesome, uh, Sexy Dad. Much appreciated there. Uh, Roxy SDG 69 celebrated a six-month sub street. And by the way, if you're stationed at uh, Fort Hood, I would like to have your comments on uh, what's happening at Fort Hood and what's been happening at Fort Hood with the intelligence stuff. Vince, you're muted. Um, Get her done. Uh, donated five lemons. Grismo seven, three lemons. Thank you so much. Get her done and Grismo seven. Grandma five revolt, three lemons. RPG thirty five seventy three, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Lori and RPG thirty five seventy three. Slum dog gifted shades. Great conversation, guys. Thank you so much, Slum dog. And Winston Snake Boot third donated one ice cream. Woke as fuck. Grandma five revolt. You think like the? Thank you guys, Winston and uh, Slum dog. Everybody appreciated. Uh, much appreciated for Jim Price and the Jim Price Show's channels joining us tonight on the Daily Dose. Uh, please, if you guys have not, go over to thejimpriceshow.com. 
thejimpriceshow.com. Uh, and you can email him at jimprice at thejimpriceshow.com, the longest email address in known history. Um, and, you know, check his show out as well. He's got a great show. We do a radio show together, the Dark Delight Show on uh, WYSL 1040 AM. Every uh, noon o'clock, uh, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. But, guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Tomorrow we'll be back a little bit earlier tomorrow. Tomorrow is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because we go to uh, 9.30 p.m. I go to AMP After Hours on American Media Periscope's Rumble channel. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. Great conversation. Uh, my, my heart is with the victims of September 11th today. For everybody out there who's mourning, we will never forget. We will always remember. Jim, Vince, want to say anything? It's been a long day. Uh, it's kind of a somber day for me, and I'm with you, man. Definitely going to go to bed with a prayer for those uh, and hope for the best future we can, man. But I, I kind of see the writing on the wall that this isn't the last time that this yeah. war has uh, breached into innocent lives. So, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, if anything that, that the 9-11, COVID, all the other different tragedies taught us is that we should draw together because that's more most powerful and we can create the most influence. And so when you see that effect, you know, double down on it. Know that that's where our power lies is with each other. And, and you can look at the biblical point of view on that. Two or more come together. I'm there with you. However you want to put, phrase it. But the guys at the end of the day, whatever excuse gets you together with your and <clears throat> do those things because that's where our power derives. And remember that Thomas Jefferson said that the tree of liberty should be refreshed from time to time by the blood of tyrants and the blood of patriots. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Have a great night. See you guys next time. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.